Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Broadcasting live from the Hyundai studio, presented to you by your local Hyundai dealers. This is where Chicago goes to talk Bears. Sports Radio 670 The Score. Chicago's home for Bears fans. WSCR and HD Chicago. WBMX HD2 Chicago. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The Score! Early odds with Joe Ostrowski. Oregon's down by 12. They're on the 45-yard line with no timeouts. Oregon's got an all-American field goal kicker. Why didn't somebody tell me? Bet with an edge. He'd find out the kind of inside stuff nobody else knew, and that's what he put his money on. He even figured out the different bounce you got off the different kinds of wood they used on college basketball courts, you know? Early odds with Joe Ostrowski. A friend of mine is very smart, said, I've been very lucky with gambling. I've never won. Good morning, Chicago. It is the early odds here on 670 The Score in Chicago. I'm Ryan Porth in for Joe Ostrowski this morning. We hope Joe gets to feeling a little better. Live from the Hyundai Score Studios here in downtown Chicago. Brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. We have an awesome sports weekend on tap. Let's start with today. Today we have a game of the century in college football. Number one, Tennessee on the road at number three, Georgia. You ask, what is a game of the century? Well, in the AP poll, it is number two, Tennessee, against number one, Georgia. And that does qualify as a game of the century. The first one we've had since the Joe Burrow versus Tua Tungavailoa game, LSU versus Alabama back in 2019. But this Tennessee-Georgia game, the line keeps moving in Georgia's direction. As of this morning, they are a nine and a half point favorite in some places where it's been sitting on eight or eight and a half most of the week. So Tennessee, Georgia, the headliner on the college football slate today. We'll have that and a whole lot more coming up later on in the program where we will dive a little deeper into that game, not only for today, but also the big picture in the futures market. World Series game six tonight in Houston. Will they? Will there be a game seven tomorrow night between the Phillies and the Astros, or do the Astros close it out tonight? Also, is there value to be found in the World Series MVP market? We'll also get to that here in just a little bit. And, of course, week nine of the NFL, including the game in our city here tomorrow afternoon as the Chicago Bears are now four-point underdogs at home against the Miami Dolphins. That is yet another line that is moving in the direction of the home team. The Bears were five-point underdogs earlier this week, but now that line is at four. We're expected to be joined by Ryan Horvat of BetMGM tonight on the BetQL Network here in just a matter of moments. But 
I talked about the World Series MVP market. Let's start there. Tonight, game six of the World Series between the Astros and the Phillies. The Astros are favored tonight as Framber Valdez gets the ball for the Astros. They are up 3-2 in that series. They can close out the World Series tonight. The Astros are minus 145 on the money line. They are plus 150 on the run line. So for them to win by two runs or more, the over-under of that game is at 7. Valdez versus Zach Wheeler of the Phillies. I kind of think the under might be a good play there. But uh, the World Series MVP market, let's start there with Ryan Horvat of BetMGM tonight and the BetQL Network. Ryan, thank you so much for joining us here this morning. The World Series tonight, game six between the Astros and the Phillies. Let's start with the World Series MVP market. Jeremy Pena comes into tonight as the heavy favorite. Is that someone that you would be investing in, or is there some better value on the board for World Series MVP? Yeah, and you know, unfortunately, I was all over. It, it was a chalky play, but just the way that he was playing in the postseason. We were on the Phillies pretty early this season, uh, you know, and I've been joking about this with you know Joe O, and he's been obviously rooting for the Phillies. He's Mister Phillies right well. now. Yeah, yeah, you know, and and I bought in a little bit early on in the season, not only on the World Series futures and the National League futures. Unfortunately, I was on them to win the division as well. Philadelphia plus three hundred. That didn't come home, but. I do think Pena would probably be a good look. I think that that's probably the best look. Talking with some people, I know a lot of people expect Philadelphia to win tonight and maybe end up forcing a game seven, but I don't know, man. I mean, if Philadelphia wins, I do think it's going to end up being Bryce Harper, but I think if it's Philadelphia, Pena is probably the smart pick. So if I'm betting World Series MVP right now, I think he's probably the smart pick. All right, so let me throw a hypothetical at you. What if Jeremy Pena tonight has a quiet offensive night and Framber Valdez goes out there and tosses an absolute gem, seven, eight innings of one run ball or tosses uh, you know, a shutout through seven or eight? Framber Valdez right now is seven to one for World Series MVP. Uh, excuse me, ten to one on Bet MGM. I mean, Framber Valdez threw a gem in game two, they won. If he throws another gem in game six and they win tonight, and Pena has a quiet night. Do you think there's any chance Valdez could be a value play going into game six tonight? I do, actually, and that's a great point right there, and especially at that price, you know, too, because you're looking for value, and at a 7-1 to price, I really do like that. And if you go back, you know, to game two, he goes six and one-third in that game, gave up just four hits, one run, struck out nine in that game, I believe. And if you look at the entire postseason, and I know this is just World Series MVP, but he has a 142 ERA. I do actually like that a lot. And, you know, you've had the day off. The only thing I worry about a little bit is I wonder how many innings he's going to go if he gets in a little bit of trouble just because that bullpen is very well rested and has been solid all season long. But I do actually like that price, even if you're just throwing like $10, $15 at plus 700 because if he does go out tonight, throw seven, eight innings of a gem. I do think that he's live just because he had a solid performance game too. Now, Ryan, you're hearing that – a lot of people are on the Phillies tonight. The Phillies are slight underdogs uh, at plus 125. Are you are you looking at the Phillies tonight to, to force a game seven, or would you be backing the Astros? You know, I'd be looking at the Astros tonight, unfortunately, just because of what you just got done saying. I mean, Valdez, you look at it right now, and at home this season, I believe he's 7-4, and four, and he struck out 10.42 innings, uh, batters per, I'm sorry, nine innings. And you're going against a Phillies lineup that, Man, the Phillies are tough at home, but 
they've kind of went silent at the worst possible time, right? They're hitting just 100 in the last two and a half games. They're striking out way too much. That, that's what worries me a little bit. I think there might be some strikeouts tonight. So I think the smart pick is the Astros. I think they get it done tonight. I don't think this goes seven. Ryan Horvat of Ben MGM tonight here with us here on Early Odds, 670 The Score. I'm Ryan Porthin for Joe Ostrowski. Ryan, let's take a look at week nine of the NFL slate, and let's start with the Dolphins and the Bears here in Chicago, this line is moving in the direction of the Bears. The Dolphins are now only four-point favorites, where earlier this week they were five-point favorites. Is there a lean here in this game for you between the Dolphins and the Bears? I actually lean I actually lean Miami here. I think this is a really good spot for the Dolphins, just because if you look at it, I, I do like what the Bears did at the deadline. I like bringing in Chase Claypool because, I mean, let's be honest, it's all about right now evaluating Justin Fields, surrounding him with weapons. You've stockpiled all these picks and now we'll see you know are you able to surround him with weapons so you could properly evaluate him but I just I think the Dolphins are going to be able to run the football and I know when you look at him right now you look at Tua and you see Tyreek Hill and you see Jalen Waddell and you think they're going to look to push the ball down the field but if you like it if you look at Mike McDaniel offenses and he comes over from San Francisco the Dolphins are probably going to look to run the ball the Bears are the 31st ranked defense right now a run defense is probably going to be a little bit worse even than the metrics show because now Roquan Smith is gone. And I think that the Dolphins are going to open up the play action with the run. I just think this is a really bad matchup for the Bears. And I'm actually a little bit surprised that the line is moving in the opposite way. So I haven't played this one yet just because it continues to go down. If we get down to three and a half or three, I'll probably look to play Miami. They've just, you know, they haven't lost the game in which Tua has started and played the entire game. And also, look what they did at the trade deadline. You know, they got better. They fixed the pass rush a little bit. So, I think they're pretty motivated. You know, Tua said the other day, we're not just talking about making the playoffs here in Miami. We're talking about being possible Super Bowl contenders. So, I do like them in this spot. And I'm actually a little bit surprised by this line. So, I would probably make it 6-6.5. Six, six so, if anything, I'd probably bet the Miami Dolphins here. You mentioned the matchup. The Bears' run defense has been brutal most of this season <laughs> Raheem Mostert if someone's looking at a prop 65 and a half rushing yards is where his line is coming in at this moment I don't know about you Ryan but I'm kind of thinking over for Mostert especially since they just traded Chase S- Chase Edmonds who had been stealing carries from Mostert here recently exactly and I really like the Mostert props and I continue to play those a because he's a burner and I mean the good thing about him is he could take one carry 45 to 50 yards. So I definitely like that prop, especially going against Chicago here and especially in this offense. And I was actually a little surprised that they traded away Chase Edmonds because that was one of their bigger offseason pickups. And if you look at, again, the Mike McDaniel offense, he likes to do the zone runs. And last year in Arizona, I think Edmonds averaged like four or five yards per carry with those zone runs, but he just couldn't get it going this year. So I think Mozart's definitely the smart pick here. And I still. I really like Jalen Waddle props as well. You know, touchdown props, reception props. I know everybody looks at Tyree Kill. He's seeing more double coverages, more double teams this year. And Waddle the last couple of weeks has been a matchup nightmare. So I like him, and I do like the Mostert rushing props going against the Bears this week as well. Ryan Horvat of the BetQL Network here with us here on Early Odds on 670 The Score here in Chicago. Other games in Week 9 of, of uh, the NFL that you're looking at, the Washington Commanders at home against the Minnesota Vikings, the commanders getting three and a half. You know, I really like this game a lot. And if you look at it, what's crazy is you have Kirk Cousins facing the commanders for the first time. So 
I do like some player props here. I like his completions. I like his touchdown passes. Kirk Cousins is actually throwing a touchdown pass in 38 straight games. He threw two against Arizona last week. But I think this is going to be a bad matchup, actually, for Minnesota. I think they're a little overrated right now. They're a one-loss team, but the NFC North, as we know, isn't great. Uh, Green Bay, I think their run has finally come to an end. And I do think the commanders here are going to be able to hold their own against the run, which is really important when you go against Minnesota. And the commanders have the 13th best run defense, and they're getting healthier. They're about to get Chase Young back. And if you look at the Vikings offense, I really like what Kevin O'Connell's done year one. But I think this game's going to come down to Kirk having to make big throws on third down and deal with some pressure. And if you look at it, Minnesota's been really good on the ground this season, especially on early downs. But the commander's really good against the run. I believe they're second right now in schedule-adjusted efficiency, second in yards allowed before first contact. And Kevin O'Connell comes from the Sean McVay tree. So you know his offense lives in 11 personnel. They like to run the ball with three wide receiver sets. And the commander's, even after that disastrous start to the season, are actually the sixth best team in the league defending early down runs from 11 personal. And if they want to throw the ball on early downs, then they're six against those uh, 11 personal looks right there. So I think the commander's defense could have some success. And then I think that, you know, Washington's going to be able to run this ball against a very overrated Minnesota defense. I like what they did in the offseason, bringing in pass rushers like Zadarius Smith. But they're 21st still in defense. So I actually like the commanders. They've been playing their best football. They've won a couple games in a row here. Really, for them, they've been playing their best ball since they replaced uh, Carson Wentz with Tyler Heineke, who's been playing pretty good. So I like Washington to stay hot here at home. This line keeps going down, so I probably wouldn't play it under three. But if it's still sitting there at three, I like the commanders plus plus three, and I like a little sprinkle on the money line. I think they could win this game, actually. The Vikings at six and one feel like a team that's ripe for the picking. They've been facing teams at the right time. They got Miami without Tua. They faced Aaron Rodgers and the Packers in his first game without Devontae Adams. They feel like they've been riding you know, the, the right side of that, uh, that double-edged sword. And like you said, the commanders are coming in hot. Uh, this could be a, a, a small upset pick here tomorrow night and in, uh, in week nine now another game on the week nine slate the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at home against the Rams before the season we would have said this is a possible NFC championship preview but both teams have struggled out of the gate what are you looking at between the Bucks and the Rams with the Bucks favored by two and a half I think the Bucks finally bounce back this week I hate to be the narrative guy I just think obviously Brady's dealing with a lot off the field right now and if you look at the guy he looks miserable he looks skinny he doesn't look happy, but I finally think that, you know, maybe now that this divorce is finalized, and again, this is narrative-based betting, which is never good, that maybe uh, he'll look a little bit more comfortable out there. And I do expect, I mean, look at it like this. You know, Mike Evans, he had that suspension. He had a couple bad drops. They're finally getting Chris Godwin back healthy. He's, I mean, he started the season. He's coming off of a torn ACL. Yeah, Brady, who's playing without Rob Gronkowski for the first time in a long time, a really bad offensive line. You know, the one way that you could beat Tom Brady is to get pressure on Tom Brady. He doesn't like to get hit a whole lot, especially if you get inside pressure on Tom Brady. But I expect them to bounce back here. And the Rams, they're having kind of the same issues, you know, where if you look at them on paper, they should be a 10-11 win team still. But you see Matthew Stafford and you see Aaron Donald and obviously you see Cooper Cup and they're really top heavy, but they don't have a whole lot of depth. And I'm worried. I'm a little bit more worried about the Rams, you know, especially in that division because San Francisco's clearly going for it. They just made a deal for Christian McCaffrey last weekend. 
and Seattle is playing much better than anybody expected. Right now, Geno Smith is the number one rated quarterback in the National Football League, which is really hard to believe. But I think Tampa Bay gets right, and I think the Rams might be in trouble. We'll see if Odell Beckham Jr. decides to come back into the league. But right now, they only have one deep threat. It's Cooper Cup. Allen Robinson's playing a little bit better, but he right now just can't create separation. They got Van Jefferson back last week. I think they're a little overrated on the defensive side of the ball. So as long as Tampa Bay is able to run the ball three, four yards per carry, and Brady uh, looks a little bit better than he did. The problem with Tampa Bay all season is they they cannot pick up first downs. Like on third down, this is the worst third down offense in the National Football League by far. So as long as they can stay on the field in this game, I kind of like Tampa Bay to finally bounce back and win this game by at least three and a half to four points. So I, I rolled with Tampa Bay this weekend. If this is a get-right game for the Bucks, maybe this is going to be a turning point for the second half of their season. Is minus 135 for the NFC South division a price that you would pay right now? See, I would not, but unfortunately, I went with the Saints. And I played the Saints preseason. I just, you look at this roster, and that's a playoff roster. The problem for New Orleans is they can't stay healthy. You know, already they've made a quarterback change. Even though now Jameis Winston's healthy, they're going to stick with Andy Dalton. Michael Thomas, who was a top five receiver in this league two years ago, he just can't stay healthy. And I really like them because coming into the season, it looked like he was finally healthy. He's already done for the year. Love what they did in the draft, taking Chris Olave out of Ohio State. They bring in Jarvis Landry. They're really tough defensively, but now they've been without their best corner in Lattimore. I think as long as if they can get healthy, I actually really like the Saints. You know, if you're looking at four to one plus 500, I, I like them. I do like Tampa Bay this weekend, but I'm kind of pumping the brakes until I see it. So I'm going to try to buy low on a team like the Saints. I just, you look at that division, it's so bad, man. Atlanta's been a really fun story to start the season because Arthur Smith is an offensive genius, but I I just don't trust that defense. You know, they don't really get a pass rush. The secondary is very bad. And then I know Carolina was playing for first place last week, but that team is a dumpster fire. They've already obviously fired Matt Rule. They don't know what they're doing at the quarterback position. It was Sam Darnold, then it was Baker Mayfield. Now it's P.J. That team's a mess. So, I think if you're looking for value, go with the Saints. I think the smart pick, probably Tampa Bay, because betting against Brady has never made anybody in this country rich. But um, I would take a shot with the Saints just because I could see them, you know, losing only two, three more games the rest of the season if they stay healthy. But unfortunately, that's a big if. Ryan Horvat of BetMGM tonight with us here on Early Odds. I'm Ryan Forthen for Joe Ostrowski. One other game that you're looking at, Ryan, the Titans and the Chiefs on Sunday night football tomorrow night. The Chiefs favored by 12 and a half. Yeah, and you look at this line, you know, 12 and a half, and this might continue to go up, 13, 13 and a half. And I've talked with people this week that think this number is too high, and I disagree because if you look at the trends, I mean, Andy Reid off the bye, Patrick Mahomes off the bye. I actually really like the Chiefs compared to, like, Green Bay. Green Bay trades away uh, Devontae Adams, and they replace him with absolutely nothing. If you look what the Chiefs did, they had to trade away Tyreek Hill, because they weren't going to make him the highest-paid wide receiver in the league. And I thought what they did was perfect. Even Mahomes said before the season, you know, if you play fantasy football, don't draft, unfortunately, don't draft any of our guys because every week it could be somebody else taking over. And I like what they do with the trade deadline. They didn't need Kadarius Tony, but they go out and they get him regardless because they replaced Tyree Kill with MVS, which probably makes a lot of people laugh from the Green Bay Packers. But there's your deep threat. And then you bring in Juju Smith-Schuster, who runs all your underneath routes and Travis Kelsey every year. He looks like he's getting younger. Like you think that maybe this is going to be the year that there's a drop off because he's in his mid thirties. He's tremendous. 
I like the Chiefs a lot. Everybody keeps talking about Buffalo. I think if anybody is going to beat Buffalo in the AFC, I think it's going to end up being Kansas City this year. They're also pretty tough defensively, which nobody thinks because if you look at the numbers, they're not great. But they got a bunch of young guys right now, especially in that secondary, flying to the ball. I think if you look at the trends, I think this is the perfect matchup. I think the Chiefs win this game by probably two touchdowns to 20 points. I think this is going to end up being a blowout. I wasn't very high on the Titans coming into the season, but they continue to win games because they're so well coached. I mean, there was a reason why Mike Vrabel was the coach of the year. I just don't think this is sustainable. You know, last week they win a game because Derrick Henry rushes for over 200 yards. I don't think you're going to be able to do that against the Chiefs this weekend. I don't think you're going to be able to keep Patrick Mahomes on the sideline by grinding it out all game long with Derrick Henry. So even though it's a big number, I really like Kansas City this weekend. See, this is how I would play that game. And this is speaking as a Titans fan, but hear me out. So Chiefs minus six and a half and under 54 and a half. If you get that as basically like a teaser same game parlay, that is at even odds. And with the Titans, you mentioned Mike Vrabel, very well coached. Vrabel can keep that team in games or win games unexpectedly. I would probably lean towards the Chiefs at a smaller number that uh, of uh, six and a half, perhaps maybe even five and a half but then get the under 54 and a half because Derrick Henry is turning back into Derrick Henry. And if yeah. if he can run the ball tomorrow night, then I don't think there's going to be enough possessions on either side to go over 54 and a half points. And I completely agree. And especially- Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast how powerful is cox internet powerful enough to let your band members in vegas phoenix and rhode island jam like you're all in the same garage Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. In the later in, in the later games, or if you look at the primetime games, you know, the standalone games, obviously the public, they want to at the over. They want to root for the over and root for points. So I generally look for unders anyway. But I, I completely agree. You know, the only thing that worries me is Tennessee a little bit beat up on the defensive side of the ball. You have to get a pass rush in this game. And I don't know how to stop Patrick Mahomes right now because, you know, a lot of guys, year one, year two, when he was a starting quarterback in the league, everybody was throwing man coverage at him. That couldn't stop him. So then everybody was playing that too high shell look, and he couldn't figure that out last year. Now he's the number one rated quarterback in the league against that look. There's just really no way to stop that guy unless you keep him on the sidelines. So we'll see. As long as you're able to grind out three, four yards per pop with Derrick Henry, maybe they could keep this game close. But I also, great call. I do think the under is a very good look in this game. And it's amazing. Like, I wish I was a Tennessee fan because every single season, you look at these win totals, nine and a half, ten wins, and everybody writes them off. People were hyping up the Colts this year, and they had no plan coming into the season because they were rolling out Matt Ryan, and they were running this RPO no-huddle offense with Matt Ryan at 38 years old, which didn't make any sense. But – Every year, man, Tennessee's right there, and it's because Mike Vrabel is a very underrated head coach. I think he's a top-five coach in the league. Vrabel's great. Now, what I, what I will say is that the last five games that the Titans have won, they've won five in a row. They've beaten the Raiders, the Colts, the Commanders, the Colts, and the Texans. Like, the schedule's stiffening up here at Kansas City. They, they play uh, the Packers on the road in primetime. They've got the Eagles left. They've got a road game at the Chargers left, the Cowboys. Like, the schedule does get tougher, so – We'll see. Uh, we'll see moving forward with the Titans, but uh, I do like them to cover the twelve and a half tomorrow. But the Chiefs ultimately to win. Ryan Horvat of BetMGM tonight. You can hear that uh, from seven to, to ten central on the BetQL network. Ryan, thank you so much for joining us here this morning. Thanks so much for having me. All right, coming up next, we're going to get hot and heavy on the Tennessee Georgia college football game of the century number one Tennessee at number three Georgia Chase McCabe of 1025 the game in Nashville he is a host and program director for 1025 the game in Nashville he'll join me on the other side plus coming up at nine inside the clubhouse with David Hall and Bruce Levine they will have Ozzie Guillen at 10 a.m. that will be the first interview for Ozzie Guillen since the end of the White Sox managerial search which had Pedro Grafol uh, be hired as the new White Sox manager. So that is coming up later on this morning. But on the other side, we get hot and heavy on Tennessee, Georgia, and the college football slate. I'm Ryan Porth in for Joe Ostrowski, and you're listening to 670 The Score. Welcome back into Early Odds here on 670 The Score in Chicago. I'm Ryan Porth in for Joe Ostrowski. <laughs> Looking at a huge slate of the sports weekend from a sports betting perspective. World Series Game 6 tonight. Perhaps a Game 7 tomorrow night. Week 9 of the NFL with um, uh, some good games. Maybe not some great games, but some good games tomorrow, including Dolphins-Bears here in Chicago. Tomorrow, 
But this afternoon on the college football front, it is what's being tabbed as one of the games of the century. Number one, Tennessee on the road at number three, Georgia. And I had to call upon my buddy Chase McCabe, host and program director at 1025 The Game in Nashville to bring the Tennessee perspective onto the show to talk about today's showdown against the Georgia Bulldogs. Chase, how are we doing this morning? What's up, Ryan? What's up, Chicago? Thanks so much for having me. This is awesome. Well, according to BetMGM, Tennessee against the spread today might be their biggest liability of the college football season. 87% of the tickets and 89% of the handle on Tennessee plus eight. That was as of yesterday afternoon. And then when you look at Tennessee money line, 96% of the handle has been on Vols straight up to beat Georgia on the road this afternoon. What's the vibe down there in Tennessee around this red-hot Tennessee Volunteers team that has yet to lose this season? Is there a lot of confidence going in that the Vols money line could hit today? Oh, there's a ton of confidence, Ryan. I mean, I, I think there is the feels like 98 belief like no other. Uh, and for those of you that don't know what that means, that's in reference to winning the national championship back in 98. And, and the, the Vols nation is is all about it this year. Um, I, I There's a there there's a lot of hype with this game, as you can imagine. But it's funny. I, I had this feeling going into the Alabama game. We talked about it on our show all week that – like uh, I don't know, I don't. I I think they're, they're they're getting back, but they're not back. It'll be a good game. And then as I got to Friday, it kind of morphed into yeah, they're gonna beat Alabama. I just have this belief, and then they did. I've kind of gone through the same thing this week, where Monday, I'm like, uh, you know, maybe they got some rat poison that they're number two or tied for two, and then the rankings come out, and it's like, man, they really put them number one. Oh no, man, that, man that's too much rat poison. But then it it morphed into nah, it's confidence. They they deserve it. I mean, look at the strength of schedule um, that that Tennessee's played, and the fact that they're still undefeated ha- has earned them that right. And and not that Georgia's a slouch by any means, but they haven't had to to play in Alabama like Tennessee did. So then it kind of formed into no, they belong here. I mean, you, they got the Heisman favorite in Hendon Hooker. And then it became, yeah, they're going to win. They're going to they're going to remain undefeated. And I think Tennessee is uh, going to punch their ticket to Atlanta for the SEC championship game and, and potentially mm. the college football playoff. So there's a ton of hype. I'm seeing it at plus nine now, um, which is kind of what you saw with Alabama that it it, it went up a little bit. But uh, I think this is going to be a tremendous football game, and I'm looking forward to it. Does that concern you that late money is coming in on Georgia? Not really. Uh, I mean, I, I think this line. Vegas wants you to take Tennessee uh, because they still believe that it being in Athens, that Georgia's going to have the home field advantage. And look, that that's going to be Tennessee's biggest test is having to play in Athens because that's one thing they didn't have to face with Alabama. Alabama was in Knoxville. Uh, if that had been in Tuscaloosa, it could have been a very different story. So I, th- I think that's going to be their biggest test. But no, it, it doesn't because I, I think that Josh Heupel has this team – in the right mindset. Um, I, I have really come to respect him. You know, I, I heard in the last segment, you talk about Mike Vrabel and what he's done with the Titans and, and his, his mindset and his culture. Well, I think Josh Heupel has done a little bit of the same with this Vols team and, and, and it's still evolving. I mean, think about if they can continue to have a successful season, what they can do to build upon that in years to come. So doesn't concern me all that much. So why do we think chase that the books are undervaluing 
the Tennessee Volunteers because the Vols are 6-1 and one against the spread this season, meaning they have exceeded Vegas's expectations all season long. The College Football Playoff Committee respects them. They are ranked number one in the initial College Football Playoff rankings, but they're still 8-1 to one to win the national title, 4-1 to one to win the SEC. I mean, I guess if there's a time to grab Tennessee with any sort of value, it's today before 2.30 because if Tennessee goes to Georgia and wins, you're going to see those numbers shrink uh, significantly. But why do you feel like there's so much of this doubt from Vegas on the Tennessee Volunteers? I, I think there's doubt from Vegas because, you know, just like there might be some college football uh, experts that have some doubt because they haven't been there before. It's been a really long time since Tennessee has been a relevant program. Um, so I think there's a sense of they're going to come back down to earth and they're going to remember who they are at some point. Now, I don't believe that. I, I, I think this is, a like I said, I think this is a different culture. This is a different mindset. This is a different UT. And and so I, I think they deserve this. And they have, you know, now, are they here sooner than I thought they would be? Absolutely. But Hendon Hooker has a lot to do with that. And the fact that Josh Heupel has put this offense in, and, you know, my co-host uh, on my show, Derek Mason, says that this is an off. This is like the best college football offense I've ever seen. He loves it. He, you know, he, he wow. was a wide receiver in the league, would love to play in it. Just the up, pay, you know, up tempo, fast pace offense. And it's hard to defend. And so I think that's helped put them in this position. Now I want to see what that Georgia defense looks like against it for sure. But uh, I, I just think there's a little bit of that. Yeah, they're they're going to come back down to earth at some point. And they could. I mean, they could go into Georgia today and run into a brick wall and the dream come crashing down. Now, I think the committee has done them a favor by making them number one and also putting LSU in the top ten. That's going to help them even if they lose this game. But I, I think that's why there's a, a little bit of doubt when it comes to Vegas and, and some of the experts. Chase McCabe of 102.5 The Game in Nashville joining us here on Early Odds, 670 score in Chicago, discussing the Tennessee-Georgia game. Coming up later today, and by the way, it's a game that you can hear right here on 670 The Score starting at 2 o'clock. That's now, a great job by Mitch putting that game on. Uh, fantastic. So <laughs> in each of the last three conference games for Tennessee, Tennessee has started hot in the first quarter at LSU, home Alabama, and we all know they blitz Kentucky. Is Tennessee plus 3.5 in the first quarter a bet that you're looking at today against Georgia? Absolutely it is, because I think that's going to be the key to them actually winning this game, not just from a betting standpoint, but from a football standpoint. If Tennessee wants to win this game, they got to do like they did against Alabama and get on them early, because you saw in that first quarter when, when Tennessee really took control early in that game, it rattled Alabama, and you don't see a team like Alabama and Nick, a Nick Saban coach team get rattled like that. They're going to have to do that to Georgia. Um, doesn't mean that they win the game in the first quarter, but I, I think that's going to be the key for them. So, yeah, I, I do. I like the value there. I like that bet. Um, I think that could certainly put a little money in your pocket if you uh, sprinkle something on that. So I would do it. When we discuss value, Hendon Hooker at even odds for the Heisman Trophy, if Tennessee were to win today and Hendon Hooker has a big game, he's going to be at minus odds by the end of the night. Is this the time to get Hendon Hooker uh, for, for the Heisman Trophy if you haven't already? Yeah, the key phrase there, Ryan, is if you haven't already, because I'm pulling it up here right now. Um, I got him for the Heisman way back in August at uh, forty to one. Woo. So um, that I'm very happy about that Good job. <laughs> that I was able to jump on that. 
Yeah, and I've seen some books that already have them at minus odds. So um, it, it's kind of fun on, on DraftKings. You can watch the live odds change in last week during Ohio State-Penn State. That's when it shifted, uh, and, and, and Hendon Hooker became the favorite to win the Heisman Trophy. So I would hope that people that bet on the Heisman had, had taken him earlier because if you watch – you know, early in the year. And, you know, even the pit game, you started to see flashes of he could be in the conversation. And it was, you know, I, I, something that we were talking about going into the season of he can probably be in the conversation because of this offense that Josh Heupel likes to run. He just really fits with it. Um, and, you know, I, I think he's he's put himself on the radar for uh, NFL, you know, playing on Sundays as well. So we'll see how, how far that takes him. But yeah, if you haven't jumped on the the Hendon Hooker train, I would I would certainly do it now. Get you something out of it because there's no doubt he's going to New, to New York, and if they win to gay win today, they are going to um, probably start putting his name on the trophy. I've had to get creative in that market because I was not a believer in Hendon Hooker back in August like you were, and I've had to uh, parlay Hooker and Heisman with say like Josh Allen and NFL MVP to try to get better value out of both of them. But to win that play. Hooker and Allen both have to win those awards. Chase McCabe of 1025 the game in Nashville here with me, Ryan Porth on 670 the score here in Chicago. What are some other college football bets that you're looking at today, Chase? So uh every Friday towards the end of our show on Chase William D. Mason, 1025 the game, I I do, you know, the nickname they've given me is the suit since I took over for you when you <laughs> when you left. Um, they, they, uh, give me that name. So I, I do what's called tailor made picks. I give three picks that I feel really good about, uh, for whether it's college football or the NFL, but this week I went all college and I, I kind of had a theme. Uh, I went with orange teams. Uh, I like Syracuse plus four at Pitt. Uh, I, I've really liked the way that Syracuse has played this year. You know, you look at, uh, that game against Clemson, they were right there in it, um, probably should have ended up winning the game but uh, let it slip away from them Pitt's a tough place to play but uh, I, I really like Syracuse getting four points that's what I got him at um, and so I, I have that one and then this is a, a line that I'm curious about and I kind of want your thoughts on it too K-State is a two and a half point dog at, at home I like Texas I like Texas laying two and a half going on the road at Kansas State I know that Kansas State is is one of those teams that I, I think you probably want to put your money on them, but Texas, to me, is the better team. Uh, I think they're starting to turn around and could be very scary when they uh, get somebody with the last name of Manning in there at, at quarterback. But uh, I like Texas minus 2.5 at K-State. And then my other one was actually Tennessee plus 8 uh, versus Georgia. That was my lock of the week. Orange teams. I feel I like I'm listening to my wife make sports betting picks <laughs> I went with all orange teams all right well hopefully the orange teams help you out today that's chase mccabe of 1025 the game here in nashville chase always a pleasure hearing your voice yeah good to talk to you ryan thanks so much for having me all right that's chase mccabe of 1025 the game in nashville giving us the tennessee perspective ahead of today's showdown at georgia again that is a game that you can hear right here on 670 the score starting at two o'clock this afternoon one of the games of the century in uh, in college football. Also, coming up at 9, inside the clubhouse, David Hall, Bruce Levine, Ozzie Guillen will join the show at 10 a.m. That is going to be Ozzie Guillen's first interview since Pedro Grafol was hired as the manager of the Chicago White Sox. But coming up next, we'll get some more insight from experts on where they're leaning 
in the top college football games for today and Bears-Dolphins tomorrow. You'll hear from Joe Fortenbaugh of ESPN. You'll hear from Nick Costos of BetQL. That's all coming up on the other side. I'm Ryan Porth in for Joe Ostrowski this morning on Early Odds right here on 670 The Score. It is Early Odds here on 670 The Score in Chicago. Ryan Porth in for Joe Ostrowski every Friday. At 7.45 a.m. during the football season, you can hear the always entertaining Joe Fortenbaugh of ESPN with Mully and Haw. And yesterday, he weighed in on Tennessee, Georgia. This is the game, the college football game we've been talking about all morning. That's coming up later today, pregame at 2, kickoff at 2.30 right here on 6.70, the score. And Joe Fortenbaugh told Mully and Haw yesterday that he likes the value on the Vols. On the money line to win this game, meaning Tennessee to just win the game, they're plus 240. So plus 240 implies that Tennessee has a 29% chance of winning this game. Now forget about the spread, just winning the game, 29%. Does anyone think it's actually that low? I'm not saying it's 50-50, but this is the best offense in the country. They are undefeated. They have already beaten Alabama. Georgia's defense isn't as good as it was last year. They're down their best defender in Nolan Smith, and we're only giving Tennessee a 29% chance to win this game. Oh, by the way, I'm not looking to play them on the money line. I'll take the eight points. So right there, I'm playing Tennessee. That's the logic. You give them to me more than a touchdown, I'm back in the volunteers. That's Joe Fortenbaugh on the Tennessee-Georgia game coming up later today. Now, Tennessee-Georgia is not the only top 10 matchup in the SEC today. Number six, Alabama visits number 10, LSU in Death Valley tonight. That is always an epic game when Alabama goes on the road to LSU in primetime And Joe Fortenbaugh is on Alabama. I think Brian Kelly has done a fantastic job with LSU. I don't think it's a fantastic LSU team. Both teams have had two weeks to get ready. Since we saw Bama lose that game to Tennessee, they smacked Mississippi State, and they've had a bye week. The key here will be Alabama's defense against Jaden Daniels, the quarterback of LSU, who I do not have very much faith in. I know he's been getting better as the years worn on, but that's been against inferior defenses. This is going to be a very good defensive effort. I think LSU might hang around early, which is why I'm not playing the Alabama first half like I normally do, but I think Bama distanced themselves late, and Saban has a great track record going against Brian Kelly coach teams. I'm here with my family. My family. Yeah, Brian Kelly does not do well against Nick Saban. So Alabama is a uh, a line to watch today. That was a great drop, Sean. Seriously. Oh my gosh, that is one of the funniest things I have seen in my lifetime. Is Brian Kelly's uh, intro at the LSU basketball game last season. My family. Uh, one other college game to watch today at least one that I'm watching. You may not be watching this game, and heck, I don't think I'll actually be watching it, but I'll be watching it in terms of what's going on in the game. Air Force at Army. Yes, Air Force at Army. Here's a trend that you need to keep in mind when you're making your college football picks later this morning. Yes, Air Force at Army. 23 of the last 26 meetings between service academies have gone under. Wow. There have been two overs. There's been one push. But 23 of the last 26 meetings between service academies have gone under. The over-under is set at 40.5. Also, in these matchups between service academies, the underdogs have covered 15 of the last 18 meetings with 10 outright wins, and Army is a seven-point dog at home against Air Force. That's so there you go. That's uh, that's promising there. That is a college football trend to watch going from Tennessee, Georgia, and Alabama, LSU. 
the Air Force Army. But, hey, some, some of those games are the ones with the, uh, the best value. All right, moving on to tomorrow, the Chicago Bears hosting the Miami Dolphins over at Soldier Field. This line has been moving in the direction of the Bears all week long, despite the fact that they traded Roquan Smith earlier this week, making that defense even more depleted against a high-flying offense with the Dolphins. This line was at five in favor of Miami on Thursday. It is now at four. Here's what Joe Fortenbaugh of ESPN told Mullion Haw he's looking at in this one. I play the over in this game, uh, 45 and a half. I think the Bear defense hasn't been great this year, as you guys know. They also traded away two of their best defenders in Smith and Quinn. Here comes a very good Miami offense when Tua is under center. I will tell you that sharp money has come in on the Bears. They've gone from five down to four, four and a half at some spots. So home dog, we got a lot of them this weekend. Keep your eyes on that. All right, that's Joe Fortenbaugh. You can hear Joe Fortenbaugh Fridays at 7.45 a.m. with Mullion Haw. He likes... Uh, the the over 45 and a half, he's also keeping an eye on Bears against the spread. Now, Thursdays at 845, you can hear Nick Costos of BetQL and You Better You Bet. He joins Mully and Haw as well. Again, Thursdays at 845. Here is his take on Bears-Dolphins. The winds could be like really bad in this game, potentially, and that's what's holding this total down. And honestly, it's what's holding the Dolphins down from being like a six-point favorite in this game. If we hit Sunday and the weather is good, and by weather I mean winds, we don't care about cold, we don't care about rain. The Miami passing attack is a timing-based attack. Tua does not have the arm to sling it through the wind, right? So if the timing's screwed up because of the wind, Miami is not going to be able to do what Miami wants to do offensively in this game. And it makes the Bears, I think, very live in the game and makes the total very unlikely to go over now if we get to Sunday and there's no wind and it's sunny and it's nice Miami's gonna run it up on Chicago here like Miami's better than the Bears so I don't think we can bet this game right now I really think we need to wait till Sunday and see what's happening with the weather and if the weather's bad on Sunday I think it makes the Bears a lot more appealing as an underdog in this game that is Nick Costos of BetQL with Mullion Hall earlier this week there's a lot of different ways this game could go in his mind all based on the weather now for me Ryan Porthen for Joe Ostrowski this morning on Early Odds. A prop that I love is Raheem Mostert over 65.5 rushing yards for the Miami Dolphins. Three reasons. Number one, as Nick Costas brought up, the wind could be a factor in tomorrow's game. Could be a swirling wind. If that is the case, Tua may not have the same success throwing the deep ball. So that's number one. Number two. The Bears' rush defense has been gashed in some games this season, and they just traded Roquan Smith. Last week, with Roquan Smith, without Robert Quinn, Tony Pollard went for 131 on the ground and three touchdowns in that game for the Cowboys against the Bears. So that's reason number two. Yes. Big-time fail uh, for the Bears' defense in that game. But, hey, Justin Fields looked great. Number three reason why I like Raheem Mostert over rushing yards in tomorrow's game. The Dolphins, yes, they traded for Jeff Wilson Jr. from San Francisco, but they traded Chase Edmonds to the Broncos in that Bradley Chubb deal. Chase Edmonds has been stealing carries from Mostert this season, so they don't have Edmonds backing up Mostert. I like Mostert to get most, if not all, the important carries for the Dolphins tomorrow. And as Ryan Horvat mentioned earlier in the show, all it takes is one big run from Mostert, or two 30-plus yard runs, which is completely possible given Mostert's skill set for him to hit the over on this. So I like Raheem Mostert over 65 and a half rushing yards in this game tomorrow. Now, finally, it is the Breeders' Cup weekend in Kentucky. Our friend Jim Miller 
of Hawthorne has his picks ready to go for the 2022 Breeders' Cup. All Saturday afternoon, there's Breeders' Cup races taking place at Keeneland. There's three horses that I really like. Some of them are going to provide some value too. So Keeneland race number three is the Breeders' Cup sprint on Saturday. The seven-horse obligatory is 8-1 to in the morning line. Bet this horse across the board. There's so much pace to run at. This is a horse that should be able to swoop them late and run by them all. Then go to race six, the Breeders' Cup Philly and Mare Turf. The three, Nashua is a horse that comes from overseas. Bet this one across the board. This is a horse that settles and comes charging as well. But again, another race with so much pace. And then the Breeders' Cup Classic, race 11 at Keeneland. Everybody's going to bet Flightline. Flightline is a three to five morning line favorite. Try to beat the horse with a horse that I've talked about time and again this year. Mm. The horse that will be the three-year-old champion in my mind. That's the six epicenter. Five to one on this horse here. You're not going to get five to one on this horse possibly ever again. So bet epicenter across the board in the Breeders' Cup Classic. But really good races all day long on Saturday, Joe. And it definitely worth checking out. All right. That was Jim Miller. You can hear him most uh, Saturday mornings here on Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. I'm Ryan Porth. I've been in for Joe Ostrowski. This hour just flew by, talking all things sports betting on a big sports weekend. That will do it for today's show. Coming up next, it is Inside the Clubhouse with David Hall and Bruce Levine. Don't forget, Ozzy Guillen coming up at 10, his first interview since the high, the hire of Pedro Grafal by the Chicago White Sox as their new manager. So do not miss that. Have a great weekend, everybody. You're listening to 670 The Score. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. 
The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.